0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Classic Elder Scrolls brought to you by the Quest Gaming Network and available for download on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and QuestGamingNetwork.com. Today's Turdos, to the third of Sun's Dusk, and I am your host and fellow Tamriel traveler, Eve Arwood. And I am joined uh, by the, the one and only. The Tamrielic historian himself, QGn Manners, very own Doctor Mike.
1: Hello, everybody. I've come from the future to tell you that tonight we are going to have a wonderful show, and you'll be riveted, stuck to your seats the entire time.
0: I'm I'm so riveted right now, actually.
1: I think. <laughs> let us risk a little more
0: sound, music, and detail. You know. just uh, that up pump up the volume dance dance there we go anyway uh of course we are also joined by the sonarist himself and courier and delivery boy for the nobility of the iliac bay mark
2: no no yeah no, no. i i got i got that lady i got that. but no you're not getting something from sentinel to the rothgarian mountains in a week and a half it's, it's not happening mike mike
1: you're live i'm live mark you're live
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, crap I'll, I'll <laughs>
0: <laughs> How you doing, Mark?
2: I'm doing
1: well. Yourself?
0: Very good. I'm, I'm excited.
1: Mark, oh, yeah. I think the appropriate response is, I've been looking for you everywhere. I've got something for you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, sorry, different different courier company. <laughs> but, well, that one's a really small business. There's only one guy.
0: Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're like, we're two seconds into the episode and we've already got, uh, <laughs> already got a crash. <laughs> <laughs> oh daggerfall, lord
2: everyone. Daggerfall. yeah there's daggerfall guys there's
0: there's daggerfall and uh my my embarrassing uh oblivion uh uh wallpaper behind the scenes here so so while I, while i i get this uh up and running again sweet sweet lord um let us let, god damn it daggerfall i hate you <laughs> <laughs> Freaking biggest troll in gaming. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so uh, you're hearing another another fine gentleman right over here. Um. And that is the uh, the one and only Gavin Clayton from Daggerfall Tools for Unity.
3: G'day everyone. How y'all going? Very
0: good. How you doing today, Gavin?
3: Yeah, really well.
0: Um. So. Well, uh, what we're going to do today is a little bit of a different uh, sort, of a, sort of an episode. Um, essentially, we're going to be interviewing Gavin about his extremely um, um, interesting and uh, exciting project, Daggerfold Tools for Unity. Uh, once, of course, I get the damn game up and running. <laughs> and, um, you know, we'll be uh, talking about the, uh, all, all different kinds of things that you would normally expect. Here at Classic, uh, but before we tarry any longer, Mark, why don't you tell everyone, the good people here, uh, how they can connect with us?
2: Well, they can always watch us live at YouTube uh, on at the address youtube.com/slash QuestGamingNetwork/slash Live. Uh, they can email us at Elder Scrolls Off the Record at gmail.com, and of course, you can find us on the web at our website questgamingnetwork.com and if they're using social media they can follow us on Twitter at Elder uh, Elder Scrolls OTR on Facebook at facebook.com slash questgamingnetwork and on Google at google.com slash plus sign network. I'm out of practice with this
0: (laughs) aren't we all (laughs) uh oh Am I supposed to not pull out my sword or something? When, <laughs> Well, that could have come out better.
1: Did you just threaten the king of, da- of uh, Wayrest?
0: I hope I did, and I didn't mean to.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> Mike, what
1: are we doing today? What are we talking about? So today we are dealing with Elder Scrolls to Daggerfall. Yeah, we are. Wayrest, the jewel of the bay and all of the craziness that will be happening there. Uh, we will be interviewing... Kevin Clayton, developer of Daggerfall Tools for Unity. In our history of section, we are going to be dealing with the history of Wayrest, the city. In the Sonaris Archives, Wayrest, diplomacy, intrigue, and a hive of scum and villainy. I really feel like we should have a cantina band playing in the background.
2: (laughs) Well, you've got the little boy uh, (laughs) smacking the drums there, so so that's close enough. Actually, uh, Arwen, if you can take a few moments and just go to the top of the uh, of the stairs there, where the king and everyone is—sure thing—I I just want to quickly point something out.
0: Okay. Hopefully, the game doesn't crash on my
3: way up the stairs.
2: If you're doing I this, you do, it could happen.
3: Down the it could. You happen. might fall through the stairs as well.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not an Elder Scrolls game until you fall <laughs> through the world. Yeah. That's what this game taught me.
0: So so we're here. Uh, so I'm up there, Mark. What uh, what are we looking at here, Father? Speci- okay.
2: Well, the, Father the woman there with the red eyes and the cat.
0: Oh, uh, yes, yes.
2: Yeah. Her and the uh, the woman the, the the queen there by the throne in the in the gray and uh, gold. Um, the queen is Baron Zaya, and uh of of Morrowind. And the uh, the woman there is uh, Princess Morgaya. Uh, no, yes, that's Morgaya uh her daughter can't you tell they're dark
0: elves? No. No, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I so, must say the Baronzia's clothes look very much uh, like the nocturnal robes in Skyrim.
2: Yeah. This is just A they they're meant obviously. to be they're meant to be dark elves. It's just for some reason when they put together the sprites they didn't actually make them dark elves.
0: So the 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 woman here standing by the throne is Zaya. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow, well I mean, And one day
2: we will have to do an entire episode
1: devoted just to her.
0: Just to you, just to you, dear madam. Look at you, all happy in your sprite. (laughs) Standing there, motionless. And it's
1: hard to tell because, I mean, you know, do you want... You know, should we do that episode in Daggerfall? Because she does play a major role and, you know, you get to see her here. Or do we do it in Morrowind? Or in Skyrim? It's like, this is like a major character that's progressed through the games. Right. Well,
2: she does have a, uh, she is in Morrowind as well, in a tribunal expansion. So that's probably the best place to do it, where we're literally at the seat
1: of her power. So,
0: and and, and uh, the literal seat of her power is is directly behind her here in this case.
1: That is, You tri- can't talk about the king like that. Now
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wow <laughs> <laughs> Hey-o. Now, now Gavin, uh, when you go into Daggerfall and you mod this sort of thing, do you have like a, a giant, you know, throne behind Baron's eye here that says like it's got like golden nameplate back there it says Queen Bee
3: <laughs> That's a good idea actually. I think we should get someone on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please some so, some some lore Loving Elder Scrolls guy is going to to be angry with you if you do that, and then you're going to come over here and punch me (laughs) in the
3: nose. Yeah, it's all your fault. I'll just redirect everything onto you guys. Exactly. From this point
2: (laughs) If you have complaints, you can send them to uh, (laughs) uh, Elder Scrolls off the record at Queen (laughs) (laughs) Bee.
0: Yeah, where's Liz's email? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. So so before we. before we jump directly into our our interview with uh with gavin here whom you know by the way thank you for making the the time to come out tonight and uh, or this morning for you no problems out. um
1: yeah, if you haven't guessed he's from the other side of the world
0: yeah yeah <laughs> quite literally um mike we uh doesn't doesn't my, our good friend Jazuldar is a kashid, all knowing about the, the universe and the theorists. I uh, have a thing to say to us.
1: Yes, Jazuldar says today is sun's dust the third. Masur, it marks a waning crescent. And Sukunda is a waning gibbous. Today, one takes charge to lead the other. So shall you be led by paths of the moon to where you call home, preferably elsewhere. Oh, ah,
0: yes. Uh, Clearly, uh, this week's uh, Two Moons Horoscope means that we're going to have Gavin Clayton on. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Um, Also, we've got one more thing we want to briefly mention about our 50th episode. Uh, Go ahead, Mike.
1: So, yes, today is our 45th episode. So we're inching closer and closer. Uh, And uh, as many of you have been following this show for a while, probably follow our Twitter. uh, Know that uh, I'm an avid uh, painter and uh, not professional by any means but uh, you know I do it for a hobby and I've been putting out quite a number of them well if you would like to be a lucky uh, owner of one of these paintings uh, we are giving one away as part of our 50th episode uh, anniversary so how do you enter you ask well you must be following our Twitters you must also be subscribed to YouTube and most importantly you must send us an email describing your favorite moment in a classic Elder Scrolls game that will be read on air during that 50th episode. So please, don't forget the details. We want a story here, not just I found a Baron Ziya's stone and she wasn't in Daggerfall. You know, But something really cool. And uh, we're going to put all the entries in a hat. We're going to draw one at random. We'll contact you. You send me a screenshot of something you'd like painted in the Elder Scrolls universe and uh, I will get to work on that and you'll have it sometime in the early part of next year
0: all right um currently right now I am I am accepting a quest from uh the queen bee herself I have to go to the ruins of king heart manor and yes I am writing this down (laughs) I'll never be able to find it apparently some orcs here uh some orcish bandits oh my those those surly folks have stolen a uh an amulet from from Queen Baranzai. How dare they!
1: And for that, the entire orc tribe will pay. Oh, you know, you're playing not me. <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> I've got 14 days. Um, so then, that's it. I got to find this thing in 14 days and, and give it back to her in 14
1: days. Better get Mark's delivery service there uh, to do the job for you.
0: <laughs> I like. You know what I like about this. And maybe, Gavin, you can sort of, like, weigh in on this a little bit, um, give an opinion. The quest structure yeah. is, very, uh, is very interesting in this game and very unforgiving. She, she literally says, go out there, find this thing. Here's the amount of time. If you're not back here by then, I'm giving you reward money to the orcs as ransom.
3: <laughs> yeah, and uh, if you don't make it, your reputation plummets, and you may find yourself in a situation where you've lost your good rep that you spent hours building up with the nobility, and suddenly you can't actually carry on with the the questing any anymore, which is always a bit devastating.
0: Yeah. As I'm walking out of wayrest, which we're in wayrest, by the way, I don't know if we mentioned that. Um, I literally have carry
2: on my wayward son
0: <laughs> going through my my head now.
1: Oh, Liz, fun. write that down. Parody. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Very on, yeah.
1: Wayrest son. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Have you guys ever encountered the Wayrest kid, by the way? Just on your right before you exit, there's a little kid standing by the fountain. Oh. And uh, for whatever reason, when you click on him, he makes a spooky sound. Really? Completely bizarre, yeah. Let's
0: check this out. Wayrest kid.
3: Yeah, yeah it's just inside okay. by the, the little fountain, just inside the, the castle back there. It's,
0: oh, with the, I just thought
3: I'd point him out on the way past. With a little sword? Yep, that's him. Okay, let's check this out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's creepy (laughs) enough just going inside the castle.
0: I I mean, does he ever, like, do you ever engage with this kid and and it says his name is The Wayrest
3: Kid? (laughs) It's what they nicknamed him back in the day. No, I have no idea why, but he makes that wonderful howling sound whenever you interact with him. (laughs) Is that a bug? I think so. There's um, some... a few action flags built into all of these sprites that uh, one of the guys who's been doing some really great work for me, uh, little I'm not sure what his real name is, but he's um, uh, really built up all of these action flags to, to make all of the sprites more interactable than they were before, and uh, I've actually come across that um, that little moaning sound on other sprites as well, so one of these days we'll do a bit of a deep dive and figure out exactly why the hell
2: why? Why would you do
0: this? Yeah, <laughs> right, why that's why that's going on. Um, well, I'm I'm kind of glad that you you jumped into that because this sort of um kind of leads us into into the interview. Um, so so Gavin, you've been around yeah. for a long time, man.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, sadly.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, sadly, I I think sadly. um interestingly um and and I mean you're. You and what you do, and what you do, is just like this tiny, little jewel out there that that's just absolutely fantastic, and I think perfectly exemplifies what makes the Elder Scrolls the series and its community and its modders a the best in the world, and b so different from every other series that exists in gaming. Um, so, so you've been you've been modding Daggerfall since when?
3: I started pulling apart Daggerfall oh, God, about 2099, round about there. It was a few years after I'd had the game, and uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a lot of mystery around Daggerfall back then, because the web was still a young thing, and uh, there was uh, rumours of dragons inside the game. So we'd do stuff like go out into the wilderness and find you know, random encounters with dragonlings and say, found the dragon and uh, people had come across some um, periite that um, one of the deidre princes you can summon and say found the dragon and uh, you start pulling apart all of the textures and there's a uh, uh, what's left of the old uh, 3d dragon that was cut from the game that never actually made it um, yeah it's uh, just all these little remnants there of these rumors that you, know, you don't kind of get that in modern games anymore it's just everything's known, everything's in a guidebook somewhere, everything's perfectly in a wiki on the web, whereas this was all very sort of fresh and interesting and, yeah, just very mysterious, the stuff that could have been there.
2: Oh yeah, you know, like, yeah, you're right, nowadays you'll find a wiki and a walkthrough within like two days of it coming out, hmm. you know, of, of even, of the, you know, the most difficult quests, someone's figured it out within 24 hours of launch.
1: Nowadays, it takes you longer to find the correct wiki than to find the information that you want. <laughs> yeah,
3: and there's always that one really crap wiki that you can just, it's just not the one that you really want. <laughs> yeah, oh,
0: and yeah. somehow it gets a ton of views and, and yeah. <laughs> it's like on the top of your Google search, like, no, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Now, now, just to give us some perspective, okay, when, when exactly, Gavin, did, did Daggerfall come out? 96. Okay, so 96, Daggerfall comes out. Um what what the hell am I getting hit by? I literally just walked into this dungeon.
3: <laughs> sounds like an archer or something having a go. Uh, it's a it's a bear. Got bear going, going <laughs> like saw. a bear goes. <laughs> uh, um
0: so so uh young Gavin Clayton is uh in the store, so he Daggerfall. Tell us about tell us the story how you got started, how you played the game, and then how you got into mo- modding.
3: Uh, look, I was, I was always uh, into the whole game coding side of things, so uh, it's something I wanted to do when I came out of high school, but the uh, industry here in Australia has always been fairly weak with video games. Um, nothing has really been able to survive for very long, and there wasn't a lot of job prospects. I ended up going into IT, but I kept the um, you know, the game dev stuff as a, as a real hobby and a passion in the background, and I, I just love doing stuff like pulling apart. Uh, Doom maps and models and building my own little renderers for those things and with uh, with the Daggerfall stuff it was the same sort of concept but it was a lot more engaging because there was so much mystery around the procedural content and all the the different ways it can all combine together so it was almost like a, a bit of an archaeology thing, I just wanted to dig into the game more and figure out the, uh, the cool hidden stuff, the cut stuff the fun things that you just couldn't see in the game and um, so I started Having a look at the file formats, thanks to the uh, information on the UESP, there's a lot of really good uh, file format information there to get you started. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just built up a little program to view the textures and the 3D models called Daggerfall Explorer, um, which anyone that's been around for a while probably remembers that one, and it's all grown from there.
1: Well, the first wiki, UESP.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even before it was a even before it was a week, it was a um, just a straight up static website or something. It was a pretty um, pretty bare bones thing back then. Yeah.
0: Tell us about Daggerfall Tools for Unity and, yeah. and what it is right now. And I mean, here we are. It's 2015. We're on the cusp of 2016. Gaming has has uh, has highly evolved since obviously 96. Um,
1: Why Unity in particular? I guess. What's that, Mike? And why Unity as the, the choice of platform, I guess,
3: is the first thing. Yeah, no no worries. Well, look, the I guess the biggest thing is um, when I started Daggerfall Tools for Unity, I had this existing uh, C-sharp library that I'd built called Daggerfall Connect that I wrote for my... Um, uh, if you've ever played with them, I've got another couple of tools called Daggerfall Modeling, Daggerfall Imaging. Um, so this C-sharp library was written for those standalone tools. And uh, because unity is based around uh, mono and c-sharp it was almost a no-brainer just to drop all that code in and i I was really just stuffing around with that dropped it all in and within a couple of hours i was loading up models and stuff so all this code that i've been writing since about 2009 uh, for my other tools for the most part just sort of plugged in and worked with unity and uh yeah from there the whole thing just sort of caught on and I started building more and more and adding more and more like terrain and other bits and pieces and now we've got a full blown um, remake of the the whole game in action with other people contributing and yeah lots of lots of fun stuff going on.
0: Well, simply stated, what exactly is is daggerfall tools for unity and and what do you think is going to be like the big draw for the modern the modern Elder Scrolls gamer?
3: Oh, well, okay, so Daggerfall Tools for Unity is basically a set of components basically uh code for unity that extend the unity engine to be able to read Daggerfall content so you basically just drop them in and in a few mouse clicks you can do stuff like import dungeons textures 3d models all of that stuff um it also has a collection of other components that handle some game logic like adding in weapons uh enemy health all that sort of gear and that's the part that's evolving the most right now is all of the actual game elements Um, what it probably means to the modern Elder Scrolls gamer. If they're a fan of Daggerfall, or sorry, if they're a fan of Elder Scrolls but can't necessarily get into Daggerfall because of the age of it, there's this real opportunity now to play Daggerfall in a really silky, smooth way where the controls aren't jarring, where you're not sticking on everything, um, hopefully not falling through the world every five minutes, um, and the potential for people to just use the power of unity and a lot of these modern concepts to inject in high-resolution textures, 3D models in place of sprites, all of that stuff, that potential's all there, and it can, yeah, turn Daggerfall from being a, a retro experience into hopefully a retro plus experience, just something still retro, but a little bit more.
0: When, um, how, how far away are you from actually releasing Daggerfall tools for Unity, and where can people download it?
3: Okay, uh, Daggerfall Tools for Unity is uh, currently up to the 1.3 release. You can find that on www.dfworkshop.net. And uh, currently what's in progress is Daggerfall Tools for Unity 1.4, uh, and that one's bringing in a lot of the uh, the game components. So I don't know if you guys have seen, uh, I've recently released a couple of test builds for uh, basically a Daggerfall remake called Daggerfall Unity, which is... Uh, basically a pre-made game, so you don't need Unity, you don't need to be a developer, you just download the, the product, um, point it to your Daggerfall install, and run the game and play it. And it has the, the full UI, character creation, world exploration, all of that stuff's already in there. And uh, the next thing I'm working on is inventory, quests, just building up on that framework that's already there to, to build little bits and pieces of the game over time.
0: Now, now, how how much uh, I mean, how much longer in development do you think it's it's going to be in before it's it's released?
3: I, uh, I think I, I think probably. it will probably take a, a couple of years before it's really a, a fully blown game. But um, in terms of the basics, I mean, we're we're there right now. That um, I like to call it the outer loop. That um, sort of bare bones structure. That, um, that Daggerfall is, is in starting the game, making a character, saving and loading, um, exploring the world. That, that bare bones is there right now and you can download that right now from uh, dfworkshop.net and um, what's going to be interesting is the more work that I do, the more people get interested and come in and want to contribute and uh, we, we need to start coordinating those guys and we'll have, we'll have a situation I think where it might catch on fire a little bit more people will be adding because the whole thing is open source and the more people that add, the faster things can move. Um, yeah, and it may go in directions I don't even predict. You just have to wait and see.
0: How uh, ca- how can... Okay, so it, it's basically a work in progress. Um, yeah, definitely. Be- being able to play Daggerfall in Unity is a, is a few years out. Um, but if people want it... I mean, there's, there's some awesome modders in the Elder Scrolls community, and a lot of them are trying to... You know, with Skyrim on a low, they're trying to kind of reconnect with, with Elder Scrolls and its past... I mean, how would they be able to get involved with your project if they really want to, like, you know, help you out and, and, and try and see if they can, you know, really give you a hand?
3: Yeah, well, right now, um, forums are probably the best place. That's where uh, most of the coordination is happening right now. Uh, when I'm a bit further along, I uh, plan to set up a Trello, uh, delegate out individual tasks, really try and um, just branch that out a bit more. But for the most part, right now, it's mainly just myself, uh, Lipple, Nestle. A couple of others that are just putting in putting in bits and pieces, helping me with things here and there. And uh, but yeah, for the most part, I'm doing all of that that overarching structure, the uh, you know, that that outer loop I was talking about before. Okay. Wow.
0: Um, Mark, Mike, you guys have any questions? We'll start with Mark.
3: Um.
2: Well, <laughs> I have to say, like this is this is something that I'm like every once in a while. I'll, you know every, every i just have to go and take a peek at how far you're along with this because just i love the idea of, of everything that you're bringing in like the when i got to when you posted the trailers of uh of adding actual sort of geography to the bay and having mm. you know the dy- the more dynamic lighting you know those just blew my mind it was like oh man i mean just that just the change that brings to the game alone is just amazing.
0: Oh the dynamic yeah. lighting, um just to give you a, the the listener a perspective of what Mark is referring to, uh when you're playing Daggerfall, uh a lot of the buildings the, the buildings they don't light up during the dark. Um you actually see that happen in in Gavin's uh release of uh Daggerfall Tools for Unity.
2: Yeah, you see, seeing a city glowing at night in the distance is just ama- from a hill is just amazing. Because it's a very simple thing that you could, you know, that in a real world you'd expect to be able to do. Stand up on a hill above a city and look down at it at night. And you've never been able to do that in Daggerfall. And it's just, just adds oh, yeah, to you the-, just the flavor of it.
3: The draw distance in vanilla daggerfall it's even with the eye of argonia mod it's so short and it's like you're swimming through this um this world of fog wherever you go and i one of the youtubers that um did a a preview of um the first release of daggerfall unity uh he was just blown away just standing in the throne room of privateer's hold and he was blown away that he could just see from one end of the throne room to the other i mean it's just one throne room right one one big room but uh previously in vanilla daggerfall you sort of Enclosed by this fog wherever you go, and it was, yeah, really mind blowing just to be able to see those sort of distances.
0: So, Gavin, um, and then and then off to Mike after this question. Um, our listeners right now are thinking to themselves, you can mod Marwind, you can mod Oblivion, you can mod Skyrim. Why Daggerfall after all these years? And, and it's not like you stopped and then went back to it you just haven't stopped at all. I mean, you've
3: been... Yeah, I've taken a few years' break here and there. I, I pulled the pin in 2012 um, when life was going in a, a very different direction, and I, I only came back to it in late 2014. But I've been chipping steadily away, uh, adding to those that knowledge of the file format, just slowly hacking apart all the different bits and pieces. And, yeah, it's... Um, I <laughs> So why Daggerfall? God. Yeah, why I, Why Daggerfall when, when there's... Yeah, I think it's the sort of thing... I started it because of that mystery of Daggerfall. And there is still just that, that passion there. I love the old way of doing role-playing games. I love how punishing they are. I love that uh, that sense of difficulty that you really have to know where you're going. So going into a dungeon... I think we were talking just before the show, we need... Just to survive your average dungeon, you need to be able to climb. Levitation's really good. You need your mark and recall. You need water walking. You need water breathing. Um, you've got this arsenal of abilities that you just have to think about what you're going to do. Otherwise, you just won't survive that space. You will get lost. And literally, you will get lost and won't get back out again. Uh, it's, yeah, there's I, just I, something I, about it. that I have no, no idea yeah, where I am right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the map is no help. Oh, it's the
3: worst yeah, it's map. a real indefinable thing. I think Daggerfall for me, it's um, it's just got this. It, it doesn't care about you. I think is what I like about it. When you you play Morrowind, uh, you're the Nerevarine potentially. You play Skyrim, uh, you're Dragonborn. You're, you're always someone special in this. You're just you're nobody, man. No one cares about you. You start the game, you don't even have a good name. You've been tasked with this by the Emperor. No one cares who you are. You actually have to build your way up from nobody. And uh, at the end, you're still just somebody nameless, even though all these great events have happened around you. Um, and I, I kind of like that that sense of being nobody in a game and the world is just some something that you enjoy rather than have this role of being the Dragonborn thrust upon you. Like, yeah.
2: Um. And when you, when you look at it, there are entire mods dedicated to... Being able to play Skyrim without having to be the Dragonborn, so mm. you know it's not like just—I mean, m- most of these mods let you just sort of skip the opening, but it means that you can skip the entirety of the main quest. You don't have to be the Dragonborn.
1: Mm. Be a so,
0: yeah, yeah, go ahead, uh, go, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, you got sorry.
1: any questions? Say it just allows you to be like a merchant or a wandering caravan owner type of thing. Yeah, so you don't have to be. Some super, you know, chosen person like the Nerevarine, you know, prophesized they're coming, or you know, the dragon, last dragonborn. So, it is a, a neat idea. If I could ever get out of privateer's Coke that is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Gavin. I mean, for for the um, I, we we all know that you know you you uh you obviously love Daggerfall, and you know I I love it too for um for everything that it is and that it isn't. Um, I think everyone here can, can say that on the show for the most part. Um, but you know, there is going back to Daggerfall, there is this, this huge barrier to entry for, you know, for new gamers and even for gamers like us who have just used to the, the new way of playing a game. It's, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Mike is a ridiculously competent gamer. He's, he's and I'm ex- like
1: old school, like, you know, uh, TSR's release of uh, Pool of Radiance, you know, back that far, but you know, I just, you know, flip the table, throw the chair, scream and yell (laughs) because I can't get out of Privateer's Cove. You know, there's not enough healing potions in the world to get me past that second monster. Any,
0: any kind of like advice that you can give to someone who's like you know interested and i'm interested in that crazy title but you know uh it's gonna drive me out of my mind like any any tips
3: oh man so many um look probably the very first thing that you can do is when you're going through you can answer a series of questions at the beginning to set up your class biography and one of the best questions there that you just should never skip is, you're asked, you get a reward for something from the Emperor, and one of the rewards you can pick is the Ebony Dagger. And you seriously want to pick this thing, because you you start um, the game by default with, I think, just iron or steel, just a really basic piece of crap sword, and um, if you pick that, you might get past the first rat, but you go up the stairs, open the first door on the left, you've got an imp that you can't even hit with the starting weapon, unless you pick that Ebony Dagger. So, I think just to get yourself started, take a fighter character, don't take a thief character, and pick that ebony dagger, and you'll probably get through the first dungeon without too many problems. Just rest off and save often and, and make lots of saves because it will corrupt your saves. <laughs> so make backups.
0: I've n I've noticed that. I've definitely noticed that. I, I often like I get this like weird bug where and that rat just came literally out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I get this weird bug where, like, I can't move backwards.
3: Mm. Yeah, it's a, and that's something on modern systems as well. But, um, that's one of the things that I really hope to, The Daggerfall Unity will help people experience the game more because those movement glitches, they're usually related to your DOS box cycles. And um, you have to do things like increase and decrease the DOS box cycles until you find something where you can move backwards, where you can strafe... Um, where you're not being stuck, like you get into a little puddle of water like the the castle at the front of Daggerfall, and you sort of sink up to your knees and you can't move in it anymore because your movement's balked.
0: Yep, I completely avoid that at all costs. Yeah, yeah,
3: and I, I enjoyed the game in sort of 96 through 99, but once the PCs that I was playing on back then... Um, started to become out of date and i upgraded to things like windows xp and had more modern computers and faster processors. suddenly the game the way it plays today and the way it looks today it it didn't play and look like that back in the day it played very differently on the computers it was designed to play on
0: okay so there there, it does lose something with modern technology it it
3: has it's really lost um just some of the some of the feel to the movement has gone now
1: uh, on a similar story to that, I was playing um, uh, the real-time strategy uh, for uh, Lord of the Rings. I think it was the second one. And it's all based off of your processor speed. And like literally oh, no. within five minutes, the Witch King had an army that should have taken him days to create.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the um, fallout had something really similar with its random encounters it based on um, random encounters as you were traveling this is fallout one by the way guys traveling across <laughs> the uh, the world <laughs> the world map it would use your CPU speed for the random generation of um, random encounters and if you have a fast CPU which most of us do these days you would literally not be able to take two steps without being harassed by something good Lord
2: <laughs>
0: You know, I, I oh, uh, I was going to say I had a question and I forgot it, but then I, I suddenly had remembered it. Um, you mentioned um, DOSBox and and how your uh, your uh, it's not really the best outlet for for Daggerfall. Um, is there does Daggerfall for Unity? Okay, what you're what you're building your project does it uh, does it f- uh, fix? Those those issues do you do you still have to be married to DOSBox if you want to play Daggerfall with with uh with your project?
3: No, you won't be married to DOSBox at all and look right now DOSBox is the best we've got. Um it's not the same as playing on a 1996 computer, but what I'm trying to do is make the game still look the way the game should look, still have that feel to it, but um but you can actually move around, you can swing your weapon um, they're all the sort of things that I want to iron out, so people can actually get in and play the game. And when they're being killed and losing, it feels like they've stuffed up personally, like they've forgotten to do something or done something wrong, as opposed to just the game itself uh, defeating you with its own controls, which I find really frustrating.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest one of the biggest issues with with the game that it it does absolutely. Do that. I, I mean, Mike, wasn't that exactly your, your experience with Daggerfall?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, it's not that, you know, I didn't understand what I was doing or, you know, couldn't get, you know, the sword to, you know, understand, like, okay, I should rest here, I should save there. It was literally like, you know, I would swing the sword and, you know, swing five, six, seven times and be dead and not have hit the the rat. And yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? You know, <laughs> flip the table, turn off the computer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Our our chat room here, uh, Tim Twig in our chat room, saying tips, lots of graph
3: paper. <laughs> yeah, agreed, that helps.
1: Yeah, but I was talking with uh, another listener of ours, and they're like, you yeah, know, that that completely goes out the door when you're out in the wild and you're just walking and walking and walking and walking, and an hour later you're still walking and you're not closer <laughs> or further away from the city, right? Because the entire wilderness is procedurally generated, and uh, I don't remember who I was talking to, but you know, the concept of you know, Arena or Daggerfall to Skyrim, that you know you could say, okay, Daggerfall was the size of Europe, and then Morrowind was the size of a country in Europe, and Oblivion was the size of a county in Europe, and then Skyrim is a large metropolitan city in a county in a country in Europe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, the content that that exists. Oh yeah, you know, um, there's so much sorry. more detailed. And, oh, yeah. All right. Um, Gavin, uh, one other thing that I wanted to ask. When when this um, a Daggerfall Tools for, for Unity, when Daggerfall for Unity comes out years from now, how much yeah. is it going to cost?
3: Absolutely nothing. The whole thing is completely free, open source, and it's covered under the MIT license, which what I mean by that is any code that I create is uh, covered under a very promiscuous open source license, which means that you can do whatever you want with it. You can take the code that I've written, make your own game from it. You can completely spin it off to do something completely different with it. Uh, You can even sell it. So what I wanted to do when I cut the code that way was just not to have any barriers um, to people using what I'm creating any way that they want. So, yeah, it's just free. It's yours. It's theirs. Do what you want with it
0: wow that's that's epic that is so great oh wow um and so essentially we're going to be able to download daggerfall from from your website which is what df workshop that's it dot net dot net and and then we're we just download it from your site and as long as you've got unity right you just oh you
3: won't even need won't even need unity it's a completely self-contained daggerfall tools for unity is the toolkit that's a programmer toolkit Uh, Whereas Daggerfall Unity is a standalone game, all you need for that is an install of Daggerfall from somewhere, whether it comes from uh, Bethesda's download or the uh, Daggerfall setup download or the GOG download. You just need an install of Daggerfall, point what I've created to it, and it should just spin up the whole world based on your, your content.
0: Have you considered well, doing like a, a YouTube video of of how to do the install and all that when it's when it's ready? This way, there's no yeah.
3: I should I should do that. I um I need to make this as as sort of frictionless as possible for people just to uh, just to enjoy the game. So right now it's in test release. So the people who are testing tend to be uh, very savvy, they, they're they comfortable editing any files, all of that sort of stuff, but I, I want to bring those barriers down um, so you can just download Daggerfall, because I'm not distributing anything of Bethesda's, you have to basically get that content from somewhere, get Daggerfall from somewhere good news is it's free, you can get it from so many different places um, and then yeah, download my stuff and put it all together and I, I want to make that as easy as possible, so at some point I will put together a little YouTube video on, on how to do that, and I'm sure others in the community will help as well if you have any problems.:
0: Oh absolutely. I mean, you know uh, well I, I, I'll be happy to lend a hand. Uh, you know I know any of us here would, would be happy to lend a hand too, so you can always reach out to, to us. You know, this is is guys This is an exciting project that you got going on. I honestly believe that uh, what you're doing is going to make Daggerfall, which is a wildly unbelievable game, even still. There's nothing like it. Um, oh, yeah. There really isn't. It's it's just so spectacular. <laughs> the problem with Daggerfall is that it's just so old and we've come so far that it's difficult to break into. And I think your project is going to close that gap for people
3: I, I really hope so what, what I want to see is just some microcosm of the, the modding culture that we experience with Skyrim and Oblivion and Morrowind uh, ever since Bethesda have been releasing their creation kit with those games I'd love to see a, a, just a microcosm of that even if it's you know 1% of 1% I'd love to see people doing that for Daggerfall and people experiencing the series roots in a way that they just can't experience now
0: I mean, uh, we we always j- joke on the show um, about how Daggerfall is really the first Elder Scrolls game. I mean, you know, just to kind of to you know end off with me and then maybe go to Mark and then Mike uh, for a few final questions. How do you feel about that concept?
3: It's a pretty interesting one. I think if um, you look at Arena, it was very very close to Daggerfall. You can definitely see the Daggerfall's an evolution over Arena. But if we're talking sort of the modern Elder Scrolls that we have today. I think Daggerfall is really the, that first that first instance where you can really see where the, seri- where the series is going to go. It has that whole connectedness, the open world that, um, you know, and everything's there in the world. Like in Arena, you can just walk out into the wilderness and it just generates it in front of you uh, randomly as you go. Whereas in Daggerfall, the world was actually one big continuous place. You could walk from one end to the other and... Uh, you, know, you would experience cities along the way. It's just, it took so long, the draw distances were so short, that it just felt like that you were just wandering around in the fog half the time and you couldn't appreciate how connected the world was. And um, that's something that the modern games have. You really can, you know, you can stand up and look out across uh, all the mountain ranges of Skyrim and see that it's all one big place. And uh, I sort of hope that I can bring that in as well with Daggerfall Unity, just people can experience the world as a whole.
0: Mark and then Mike. Any, uh, any questions, anything you want to bring up?
2: Um, my I guess my big question is, are you going to leave the fall through the world bug-in? Because I don't know if I can <laughs> remember. The, it's, it's not the same game without falling through
3: the world. <laughs> oh, man, I, I am actually trying really hard not to have that in there. It's um, There's a few issues around that. Daggerfall's geometry isn't closed off particularly well. Like, if you get up to a set of stairs and you have a look just where the staircase uh, meets the edge, like at the extreme left or right end, edges of this staircase, you'll see a big gap. You can see right through the dungeon. Um, and because it's so poorly closed off in places, that's why it's so easy to fall through um, fall through the world. And I've encountered that in a few different places um, in my own code, and I'm trying desperately to seal all that off. So I, I think you'll be okay there. You'll have some falling through the world still.
2: Oh, hey. oh that's good to hear. No, I, I have to say, like... <sighs> The, the task you're taking on in just dealing with the bugs alone is just is just monumental, but like
3: oh, it's insane, yeah oh
2: uh, but again, like I look at it and it's like i I just love how the, it's it seem like as if was saying, it's definitely going to add more things for uh to bring people in, but like where i've this is the game that introduced me to the series this is the game that really got me hooked. You mm-hmm. know, it looking at it like just the things you're adding are just just I can see that for myself, these are things that are just gonna be fantastic to see again. Also I just have to make a comment of Arwen. What was with the aqua with the aqua rat?
0: <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Aqua Rat, but he's he's on his way again. Like <laughs> trying to figure out uh how to how to manipulate myself here in the water. <laughs> Anyway,
2: and just your luck is that's going to be where the necklace is.
0: Oh yeah, I'm fully expecting that this is exactly where I need to be. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so um, Mike, what about you? Any any uh, you know final final uh, questions comments for Gavin?
1: Not really. Um, Yeah, I know a lot of people like when you know they're looking at other modders and stuff like that that, uh, you know, people say, oh, you know, what can we do to help make, move this along? And one of the, the quest, comments is always, you know, well, you can donate. So is there a way that people want to donate since you're saying this is going to be free uh, to people that, uh, you know, want to download? Is there a way to, you know, donate to your project beforehand?
3: Oh, look, guys, I, I really I don't want to take any donations for... Even even just for hosting or unity sub or anything like that, I'm funding any expenses there. I just incur that myself because that's that's just what I feel for the project. I just want it to be out there and free. Um, yeah, it's I don't want donations. I just want people to enjoy it, give me good feedback, and we um, try and make it better together. That's pretty much all. Oh, that's amazing.
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: and then to have it free on top of it like yeah, pretty pretty epic. Evan, pretty epic. All right. Um, we've got so much more show for you here at classic. Um, just to reiterate one, one final, one final point. Um, you know, elder scrolls off the record and classic, you know, we, we do these shows every other week now. So, so what does that mean? Uh, that means that, you know, you're going to get classic, uh, you're going to get something on our elder scrolls off the record feed. Uh, every single week, but um, it's not necessarily going to be Elder Scrolls off the record. You know, we're going to have Elder Scrolls off the record, then classic, then Elder Scrolls off the record, then classic. So, um, so just so you you're aware, uh, I'd like to just you know throw that out there one more time. All right, um, Gavin, please, please, please. Uh, we invite you to stay. We're going to have questions and comments for you uh, as we go on throughout the show. Uh, no worries. Without further ado, Mike. Our Tamrielic historian would like to give you the history of
1: Wayrest. So oh, thank you. Wayrest is one of the most glorious cities in western Tamriel, sparkling in her contemporary beauty, illustrious by her past. She is prized above all cities in High Rock. No other city has contributed and continues to con- contribute so much to the culture of the Bretons. The spirit's of her genius, children continue to haunt the streets. You can see them in the gabled roofs, the grand boulevards, and the aromatic marketplaces. From the book Wayrest, Jewel of the Bay. So this is where we're going to be looking at uh, this uh, series. Here we're going to start with Wayrest, and uh, eventually I think we're going to end up somewhere that I'm not going to be too happy. But we'll start <laughs> with Wayrest, and we'll we'll talk about that. So Wayrest is a major city in the center of uh, the region of Stormhaven in High Rock, at the mouth of the Bolse River, across from the estuary uh, from Mornmouth. Uh, it has a long coastline and shares border with Minerva to the west, uh, a stinky orc place to the north, uh, the Rothgarian Mountains, and uh, Gavadon to the east. During ESO, the area of Stormhaven includes Wayrest, Minerva, Elkar, and Gavadon, seriously reducing the potential for expansion of the world. Uh, So, when you look at the world map in Daggerfall, you'll see that there's all of these individual counties that uh, pretty much all get merged down together in ESO. Uh, The choice of map borders might have something to do with the in-game results of Daggerfall. Shortly before the warp in the west, Wayrest was bordered, uh, by regions of those places, and was ruled by King Edward. Uh, after the Warp in the West, Wayrest became greatly enlarged, stretching from the former Anticlare to half of Gabadon. So, a lot of what we see during the game, uh, Elder Scrolls to Daggerfall, uh, at the end of the game during the Warp in the West, the borders are changed, depending on the outcome that you've chosen. So when they created ESO, they probably went with the post Warp in the West Borders uh, to define what is Stormhaven. Okay. So the city itself is split into seven districts. In the northern part of the city lies the residential district. Uh, West of the river and south of the residential district lies the merchant district and the market square. In the west are the temple and palace districts, while in the east, the banking district can be found. To the south, on the banks of the Iliac Bay, sits the Wayrest docks. Wayrest has always been seen as a rival to the city of Daggerfall, uh, which was already well established when it was when Wayrest was first founded as a sleeping, vi- sleepy, fishing village at the mouth of the Bolse River. Wayrest only truly bloomed after the raising of Orsinium in the first era 980. The hardworking traders and merchants were instrumental in forming the Mascani, Masconian tradeway and thus reducing the pirate activity on the bay. At this time, Wayrest occupied both banks of the Pulse. A successful mercantile family, the Gardeners, built a walled palace on the High Rock side of the river and over time allowed banks and other businesses within its wall. Today, the city can boast the largest and richest population in High Rock. During its early years, the kingdom was ruled by the Gardner dynasty. So let's take a look at some of that history uh, as presented by the books in game. Does anybody have any questions first?
0: Nah, no, just kind of yeah. en- enjoying uh, enjoying what's what's being said. You know, um, I I'll tell you one thing that I did find interesting was that uh, Daggerfall is considered to be uh, a-, a rival to Way Wayrest.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, and I could see that when you look at some of the previous times that we've talked to me. When we talked about um, what was the island there? Um, um, Betany mm-hmm. and uh, the fighting that happened there. Uh, we had talked about the different city states of High Rock. And I think Mark once said that pretty much if you find a hill and plant a flag, you can be considered a king. Yeah, so, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that, you know, these are the largest cities. In the general area, Daggerfall, Wayrest, and then on the other side of the bay, Sentinel.
0: Um, Gavin, in your um, in your experience playing uh, Daggerfall, uh, have you have you seen anything that that indicated strongly that you know this was the dynamic between these two cities?
3: Yeah, I don't remember that in the game itself that we played at launch but um they did have uh the intention is my understanding to have uh, rivalries and sieges and those sort of um uh, extrapolations of all the political systems that are in daggerfall actually build those out into something a lot more interesting and and, and uh, dynamic and uh, yeah. i think it's a shame that we never actually saw that because there's um, some real potential for that to yeah. do fun things
2: I like I noticed um and and maybe you can I- explain uh, this a bit but um w- when I take a look at the uh the Daggerfall Chronicles hint book they uh, put out they actually mention that oh yeah you know there's uh near the entrance of every town there's signage that'll tell you anything important going on like witch burnings or uh, war <laughs> yeah. or diseases that type of thing and at the same time you never really see any effect of any of this
3: no it's just uh, text which is a shame it would have been great if there was something going on in line with that yeah I'm just thinking to myself all of the political intrigue
1: if this was brought to a modern system you know the Dark Brotherhood would be the richest you know people in the world (laughs) because every single political family would be out (laughs) you know taking contracts on each other
2: oh yeah definitely Yeah, no, it's it's one of those things, like, I understand there was also, like, a um, a skill, something along the lines of, like, disguise and a whole bunch of
0: other stuff like that.
3: Yeah, that got cut. There was a uh, few that got taken out. Yeah.
0: I think Mike hit the nail on the head with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the Dark Brother. I mean, it, with all the political intrigue, you know? Uh, yeah, the Dark Brotherhood definitely would be. Yeah,
1: because, yeah, I mean, you know, Skyrim, there's not really a lot of political intrigue. Yes, there's the Civil War going on, but there's not the, you know, the factional fighting city-state that, that we're expecting to see out of here.
0: Yeah. Oh, and uh,
1: with Morrowind, that. I mean, the Morag Tong was sanctioned by the government. So, you know, it helped keep things in check that way. But So, so right. Mike, what else you got uh, going on over here? So, Wayrest, The Jewel of the Bay uh, by Sethel Longlet. A History of the City of Wayrest from the version from the game The Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall, because this book does show up later in revised versions in ESO. So uh, this is the one directly from Daggerfall, though.
0: Okay, so this is the unabridged, un- unrevised. Yes, uh,
1: you know, they didn't get an a TARDIS, go back and change it to fit the, the game.
0: V- vanilla lore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is difficult for historians to declare for certain the date of the foundation of Wayrest. A settlement of some variety has been... In existence where the Bolse River feeds the Iliac Bay, possibly since the 800th year of the First Era. The traders and fishermen of Wayrest were surrounded by hostile parties. The orc capital of Orsinium had grown like a poison weed in the north, and the Akaviri pirates and raiders crowded the islands to the west. There is no mystery to Wayrest's name. After the fighting, most travelers had to endure passing through the eastern end of the Iliac Bay. The little fishing village on the Bolsay was a welcome rest. It was a gardener, Farangil, who was proclaimed king when Rayrest accepted ambassadors from the Comoran Empire and was granted the right to call itself a kingdom in the 1100th year of the First Era. Remember, the Comoran Empire is the uh, empire out of uh, the bosmer Ballinwood area.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, Although Wayrest became a kingdom under the command of one family, the merchants continued to wield incredible power. Many economists have alleged that Wayrest's eternal wealth, despite all of her hardship, comes from this rare relationship between the merchants and the crown. Hmm. So, from the book At the Gates of Daggerfall, now this is an ESO book, I was fortunate to have spent much time with a hilt in my hand for in second era 541 when I was but twenty Dusharach the black drake spread his wings in the reach and mustered his feral tribesmen to war erupting from their mountain lairs like ants from a kicked anthill the reachmen howled down into Bankerai burning and looting after only three days siege evermore fell to its horde the land was pillaged and the people massacred Holland's stand held out longer, but eventually it was also overrun by the heathen swarm. Within days, they were across the Bolsae and bearing down upon Wayrest. Then, all were grateful that King Gardner had built new walls and battlements around Wayrest, But the town had grown so that it had burst the bounds of the old walls. Throngs of people swarmed in from the countryside. Soon it seemed that all of Minerva Gavadon and Alakir were within the city walls, but the Reachmen storm burst upon Wayrest, and the crowding conditions seemed a small price to pay for protection from the fury of those Daedra-loving heathen. Thus began the epic siege of Wayrest, when over 57 days and nights, the Bretons of Stormhaven manned the walls and repulsed the savage assaults of our terrible opponents, the Reachmen. Lacking siege engines were unable to breach the new walls and take the city by storm, and lacking ships they were unable to blockade our harbour and reduce the city to starvation. All Breton knows how the Black Drake's warriors were caught completely by surprise, how I smote Duroch and bore, and tore down his unholy banner. They know that of the Sortie of Knights of Daggerfall in which King Bergamot finished the work we'd begun. Scattering the broken army of heathens like autumn leaves before a gale. Only one fortnight after that I watched, head bowed, that the kings of Daggerfall, Kemlorn, Stornhelm, Evermore, and Wayrest sign the first Daggerfall Covenant. Hm
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny that the um the Reachmen at uh at the time were um you know, uh an issue uh as well. And you, you know, you see them in, in Skyrim in there You know they're they're an issue there too but you know here here we are they seem far more organized than they than they are in in skyrim and
1: they seem very much like a mongrel race between the nords and the bretons not really like having you know uh fealty to one or the other and not really like having a country to call their own right always fighting for one
0: um i i am proud to announce that we are now able to feature more wall humping in this particular episode
1: of- <laughs> i wasn't gonna say but so so the name of this episode is now going to be called wall humping take two
0: part two yeah uh, wall humping with gavin take two <laughs> <laughs> almost almost there um Gavin, any... Uh, oh there we go. All right. See all that, that 45 minutes of humping the wall, and it's paid off. I, I am now a... Now I
1: we're impressed. only down to a five-minute humper, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, Gavin, any, any questions, comments, um, in in regards to maybe some of your past experiences or experiences modding or seeing mods or in regards to some of the things that were being said?
3: Oh, no, guys. I'm, I'm really uh, just enjoying hearing the stories and hearing you guys talk. It's good fun.
0: Yeah, I kind of figured, but I wanted to reach... <laughs> uh please continue
1: I don't know Varwin you know enjoys hearing my voice but not for long stretches of time so <laughs> um, I, I do okay I so smoke. one more book here uh The Fury of King Ransar uh by Wolfamilus Masturlet how Ransar's war led to the formation of the Daggerfall Covenant in the year 563 after the formation of the second Wayrest dynasty young King Emric began a search for his bride. His first choice was Rayla, Raylo. daughter of King Ransmere of Shornhelm. But before the marriage contracts were wrought, Emmerich married Marina, Redguard Princess of Sentinel. This stunned courtiers across the land and prompted bards to sing songs of Marina's bewitching beauty. However, strategists saw the move as strengthening the trade between High Rock and Hammerfell. Branser was one of those surly hillmen, a child of the north, known for his bitter temper and brutal rule. Emmerich's slight was too much for him to bear. With an army of northern northern Tamriel's surliest merchant, mercenaries and a host of his own people, he descended from the mountains to cut a bloody swath to the Iliac Bay. Emmerich was caught unprepared. It was only the spirited defense... ...of his Lion Guard that saved Wayrest from being raised. Ranser was... ...had hoped for a swift victory. Instead, he was forced into a protracted siege. During the Ranser's War, Second Era 566 to Second Era 567... ...Wayrest was besieged again. This time by the forces of King Ransier of Sornhelm. His army stood firm, but after the other kingdoms of the Covenant... ...and the Redguard sailors from Hammerfell came to Wayrest aid... Rancier and his troops were forced to retreat back to Stormhelm. So, we actually get to see parts of, you know, the uh, aftermath of this when playing ESO, uh, when we do the uh, uh, Shornhelm uh, storyline. So, yeah. I- I- to give you an idea of why we had that war, and why there isn't a king or queen in Shornhelm at the time of ESO.
0: That's quite the predicament to be in. As I mean, you're King Emmerich, right? And you're like, yeah, you know, uh, you know what, dude, I'll I'll marry your daughter. It's all good. And then along comes, you know, along comes Polly or whatever her name is, <laughs> and uh, you know, yeah, she's she's you know, as they say, uh, quite fetching. Um, but at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, yeah, she's pretty and all. But uh, if I marry her, nice strong tie with with Hammerfell can be made. So you know, as a king, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, you got this uh, burly, surly, uh, you know. Uh, heathen from the north who can't stand to have his, um, his, uh, pride, you know, affected in any sort of way, uh, doesn't like this, and what the hell did I just drop into? Uh,
1: (laughs) you know, he, he, uh, basically has a, he pitches a fit. Yeah. He's got the army to back him, so.
0: Yeah. And now he's in a protracted siege when he thought, you know, King Emmerich, I got to admit, like, he's, he, he looks like a, a little bit of a fop, but he is sort of a badass. Like, the guy knows what he's doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the second war now, second siege of Wayrest that he survived through. And, you know, in his short, you know, reign of becoming king. I mean, at this point in time, he's just, you know, taken over the crown. The first uh, siege there, he was, you know, but a member of the nobility living in Wayrest. He wasn't uh, king yet. So yeah, I mean, you know, he's yeah. definitely got uh, warrior uh, upbringing going on there.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. I mean, he he comes from privilege, but I mean, he's he's well educated as as a nobleman and as a king. He's well educated. Uh, you you fight a war with this guy, you're you're gonna you, you gotta understand that you're you're fighting a war with a man who knows war and knows history. And if you don't know your history and you don't know what's going on, you're gonna lose.
2: Girl, and he have knows peace time. as well. I mean, the 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 alliance he built between uh, High Rock, Dag- you know, he made it so that the people in High Rock, the other you know city states, and that couldn't have have him lose power. He made it so that the orcs couldn't, ha- you know, have him dethroned. He made it so that the that the Red Guards, you know, their ruling nobility couldn't let him be dethroned. So it's. He knew how to just basically make it that just tie this knot that makes him so important to so many people that just helped solidify his reign all that much
0: more. Yeah. And that's a king. Yeah. yeah. That's his job. Good job. Good job.
2: Yeah, I have to say out of all the rulers that you meet in ESO, he's my favorite cuz one dry wit like when he tells you, you know, you help me make this mess if they, or you help me choose this person if uh If if it if there's a rebellion, you have to come back and help me fix it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh, you know he's got a nice dry wit, but at the same time he's intelligent and he has to. You know he's doing
0: all this on his own. Yeah, Emmerk kind of knows what's up.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you, as a character who likes to to play a thief character and spent quite a bit of time in Wayrest's palace, there some of the remarks between him and his wife. Are hilarious she wants yes. to go visit her father he's like uh, uh uh no not yet uh maybe next w- summer <laughs> you know uh you know she asks him if the dress makes her look fat uh, you know and he, you know it's like the banter between the two of them is hilarious i can't say the same about any of the other uh, ruling members that we come across during uh, the other factions mm.
0: yeah that's that's very very true uh, from what I've I've noticed, I I know I know uh, you know the uh, the queen. I forget her name, of course, at this moment. So really makes me sound A-Ren. stupid when I tell her I know her. <laughs> uh, yeah, A-Ren, You know she. she I have nothing. No issues with with Queen ren But anyway, uh, listen back to back to Mike and and uh, the history of.
1: <laughs> okay, so just uh, a quick uh, history outline here. Um, so we have Gardiner first year. 1100 thought to be the first king of Wayrest. Uh, he's followed by Casimir II uh, and then a unknown or unlisted gardener after that and then King Emmerich uh, Cumberland who is uh, second era 563 uh, during the events of ESO and then he's followed by uh, Casandir and uh, uh, Uriel Lariat and Thristor and that puts us through the third year to the point of Daggerfall where we have King Edwier, uh and uh, he is the king who falls in love with Zaya during the events of Arena and we met him early on in this episode standing there next to Zaya up in the throne re- room
0: yeah, chilling, having a beer and uh, true, true. so uh,
1: there's one last one that follows after him and that is his daughter Uh, El Sana and uh, last quick note here no citizen of another kingdom of comparable age can with one hand name all of the families who have ever ruled their kingdom never has a king of Wayrest been deposed by revolution or assassination and except for those of the Septim family every king of Wayrest can trace his line back to a merchant prince of Wayrest the merchants and kings respect one another and this relationship strengthens both and with that, that is pretty much all the history books have to say about this glorious city of Wayrest. Now, for more, we have to play the game. And that's where we turn over to the man who has played every single esoteric, ESO, Elder Scrolls game out there.
2: Yeah. Gavin, are, are you ever going to get to uh, uh, Unity Tools for uh, Battle Spire?
3: <laughs> oh, God, you know, it's funny. Um, a few years ago... Uh, when I did uh, sort of give up on the Daggerfall stuff because it was just too <clears throat> too much there, I, I actually did look very briefly at the the Battlespire stuff and thought, you know, it's more self contained. Maybe this would be a better you know, a better hobby for me to have. And um, uh, at the end of the day, it was too hard to come away from Daggerfall, and there was too many unknowns with with Battlespire. Like the, with Daggerfall, when I came into it um, way back when. A lot of the basics had already been sort of fleshed out. People knew what the texture formats were like. The 3D model formats were pretty well known. They just needed a bit more work. Um, with Battlespire, a lot of that work hasn't been done, and you'd be pretty much starting yeah. from scratch. So I'd, it'd be a lot harder, guys. And I think at this stage of my life, I don't think I could take on another project <laughs> oh, like no. this, Ever?
2: I? <laughs> no, I don't blame you. But uh, no, I, I recently, well, a few months ago, I finished off... Uh, Doing a live stream of the entirety of um, of Battle Nice.
3: I've never yeah. finished it.
2: Oh, it it's a tough one. I have to admit. Yeah. Um, and some of you know some of it's great. Some of it's just jaw dropping. It is a um, a relic of its time. Mm. <laughs> but especially when you actually start talking with the Daedra. <laughs> they they get into some really pervy stuff at times. Yeah. <laughs> it's true.
1: <laughs> yeah, with um, the most recent, uh, what was it, E3, that they had talked about how far gaming has come, and the Bethesda booth was no longer in a tent next to the the, uh, the porn tents, that, uh, <laughs> you know, I think that there was a little too much influence going on during the time of Battlespire. <laughs> yes. Uh, from everything that yeah. Mark has come across as he's done this, this playthrough.
2: Yeah, I also did Redguard. Um, oh uh Ivarwin, I yes sir, yeah, I noticed that at one point you ended up uh like right back at the start, and from there you found a really close by uh, yeah. pool of water and drowned, yep, uh the amulet <laughs> you did grab the amulet like a second before you drowned it's yes. in that pool,
0: yeah, I know I'm trying to like find my way back I'm now I'm just oh, okay. I'm, I'm literally just wandering around listening to you guys talk,
2: <laughs> so lost,
0: okay, uh, G- <laughs> Gavin, um before we jump into. Uh, Mark, Sonarist Archives. I, I really, I really want to ask you: What is one of, not the most, but one of hmm. the most memorable experiences you have either playing the game or something in connection to to Daggerfall? Wow.
3: Um, look, I, I think probably uh, just. The sensation of being lost and having no clue and being and being frustrated at the game mm. and hating the game and wanting to not play it and then suddenly just sort of everything clicking together and just coming through that and uh finding the the pleasure in that in that mastery of something incredibly difficult um i, I can't really think of any particular experience that sums all of that up but uh you know if you play daggerford you know there's lots of little experiences the getting lost um, the missing your deadline on a quest and uh, suddenly finding your reps down the toilet with someone or, or sitting in the major's guild waiting for an easy quest, like just cycling through, because you don't get penalised if you reject a quest. You only get penalised if you accept it and then fail it. So um, you get to the point where it's like, OK, I know these quests are really short burst. I can do those. So you sit there and cycle through to get the quest that you need, um, that you know you can do in, in a good amount of time. Just little experiences like that. Um, yeah, it's it's um
0: (laughs) how did you come to buy the game i i think um you briefly explained that story to me and i found it uh i i I remember vaguely thinking like oh that's it's actually kind of interesting
3: oh look it was um i i had to order it in because uh, back in the mid-90s in australia we didn't really have the it wasn't easy to find computer games and they were really really expensive so in Aussie dollars, I think I paid over over a hundred Australian dollars for um, wow. for 4, which at the time was probably only about uh, eighty US. I can't remember the the conversion back then, oh but I had God. to order that in and and wait for it to arrive. And I was I was such a huge fan of RPGs, and I hadn't had a good one in a while because we haven't by this stage we hadn't um, we hadn't had Fallout One that hadn't come out yet, um, Boulder's Gate hadn't come out yet. There was a real lack of good RPGs. And I'm thinking back to the days where we'd play pools of radiance and all those amazing gold box games. And uh, I I just hadn't had a great RPG experience for a while. Arena was good, but it just didn't really sort of click with me. Um, And Daggerfall, when I saw it coming up, I think I saw it in a a game magazine somewhere, I just thought, you know, this looks like it's going to be a really great experience. And and yeah, for for the longest time, it was the best role playing game that I'd played in a lot of years.
2: You know what? It's funny because that's actually a lot of how I got introduced to it too. Was looking for a game, you know for a good RPG. Um, saw it in a. I remember I was a. It was a review of PC. Uh, review of it in PC Gamer, and uh, I live on an island off the coast of Canada, so I had to have that ordered in too. And it came to about eighty dollars U.S. <laughs> with the conversion. Nice. Yeah, no, that's actually kind of
0: funny. Huh? Hey, you guys have a similar, similar story. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Um. There we go. Uh, Mark, the sonarist. What's uh, what's going on this week in the old in the old archives? Tell us how how Wayrest and Daggerfall. Have uh, sort well, of melded together in the series.
2: Wayrest hasn't really changed a huge amount. Well, okay, no, it it's changed. It changes quite a bit between uh, what we see here in Daggerfall and what we later go on to see in ESL. Uh, but Mike has really laid out the history of it, and um, just basically, I, I felt that it was more important to since we've gone over sort of how. Uh, the plotline for Daggerfall, and how um, you know we all recognize that at this you know in es in ESO we're talking about the middle of the second era, where you have uh, a united iliac you know Hammerfell and High Rock fighting against other alliances, whereas here you have just um, so much of Hammerfell and all of High Rock are just fractured, and. In Wayrest in particular, the court itself is just this poisonous, backstabbing group that when you actually start getting involved in it, you, you end up seeing a, a lot. Like, th- there are some interesting quests involved there that just, as you start to go through them, you can actually find yourself completing the quest correctly and now having people out to kill you as a result.
1: I mean, one thing to remember about the court, I mean, especially, you know, looking at it, we've got Zaya there, who comes from a culture in Morrowind, where the Morag Tong are are sanctioned. So, you know, if she can't get what she wants, she, you know, everybody makes her out to be like this angelic type of figure. But I really think that, like, she is, you know, as conniving and plotting as they can come.
2: Oh, actually, it's funny because... In what you look at, she's not really the one who's causing a lot of these, pro- you know, a huge amount of these problems. Um, okay, I mean, you, you do have Baron's Eye, and uh, her and her children go on to have huge influence over later games. Um, and Baron's Eye is herself probably one of the most reoccurring NPCs uh, other than Shigurath. Um And she is, you know, at this period in Daggerfall, she is in Wayrest because she fled there during the interregnum, the Imperial interregnum, um, during Arena, in order to find safety with King Edaware. The two of them fell in love and they married, and this created a bit of an issue where she brought two children, her two, her son and daughter, Helsith and uh, Morgaia, with her, and uh, Edaware had, of course. Princess uh, Elisana. And unfortunately, for some reason, Helsith and Elisana then began to sort of do a bit of back and forth warring over who was going to control the court. So for, Helsith's an interesting character, uh, for one. He You actually meet him again in the Tribunal expansion for Morrowind. Um, and he basically is spending all his time in uh, in Daggerfall fighting back and forth with Asana to get control, but when she ends up winning uh, he ends up going to Mournhold and becomes the king there and there is a book in, that you can find in Oblivion that actually expl- uh, it's called A Game at Dinner where it describes how he um, decided to root out some uh some people who were... Basically, he suspected that someone in his group was a spy, so he called everyone to dinner, and uh, I'll, I'll read a small excerpt from it here. Okay. Um, uh, so, uh... Sorry. Your Highness, I, I added, feigning a tone of friendliness inside intoxication, you know that everyone at this table would gladly die to put you on the throne of Morrowind, but it, is it really necessary that we gorge ourselves to death? The others at the table agreed with appreciative groans. Prince Helseth smiled. I swear by Vermina, the gift, uh, the gifter, my dark liege. Even you have never seen a smile such as this one. Ironic words. You see, an alchemist visited me today, as some of you already doubtless know. Uh, he showed me to how to make a marvelous poison, and it's ante- antidote, a more most potent po- uh, potion, excellent for my purposes. No restoration spell will aid you once you've ingested it. Only the antidote and the tureen will save you from certain death. And what a death, from what I've heard. I'm eager to see if its effects are all that uh, the alchemist promised. It should be horribly painful for the afflicted, and quite entertaining. No one said a word. I could feel my heart beating hard in my chest. Your Highness, said Alarat, a dunmer I suspected of alliance with the temple. Have you poisoned someone at this table? You're very astute, Alarat, said Prince Helseth, looking about the table, eyeing each of his advisors carefully. Little wonder I value your counsel, as indeed I value all in this room. It would be e- perhaps easiest for me to say who I haven't poisoned. I've, uh, haven't poisoned any who serve, I haven't poisoned any who serve but one master, any who's loyal to me is sincere. Loyalty to me is sincere. I haven't poisoned Any person who wants to see King Helseth on the throne of Morrowind. I haven't poisoned anyone who isn't a spy for the Empire, the Temple, the House of Tilvani, the House of Redoran, and the House of Inderil and the House of Drez. Your Holiness, he looked directly at me with his last word. I know that in certainty. My face is practice at, keep, at keeping my thoughts from showing, but I immediately thought of every secret meeting I ever ha- I've had, every coded message I sent to you and the house, my dark liege. How could, how could he know? What could he, even without knowing, suspect? I felt my heart beating fa- uh, even faster. Was it fear or poison? I couldn't speak certain that I uh, certain as I was that my voice would betray my f- calm facade. Uh, those lo- loyal to me who wish harm on my enemies may be wondering how I can be certain that the poison has been ingested. It's possible that the guilty party, or I dare dare I say, parties, were susp- suspicious and merely pretending to eat and drink tonight. Of course but even the craftiest of pretenders would have to raise a cup to his or her lips or put empty forks or spoons to their mouths to play the charade you see, the food was not poison the cups and cutlery were if you did n- not take <laughs> part heart out of fear you're poisoned just the same and sadly missed an excellent roast sweat beaded on my face and I turned uh, from the prince so he would not see my fellow advisors, all of them were frozen in their seats from the, the marches on Col- uh, Colgar white with fear to kema in in visibly shaking from the furrowed angry brow of alarash to the statue-like stare of Burgas, i couldn't help thinking uh then could the prince's entire uh, counsellorship be compromised of nothing comprised of nothing but spies were, was there any person at the table loyal and then i thought hey, what if i were not a spy myself would would i trust helseth to know that not no uh uh, no one knows better than his advisors both the depths of the prince's paranoia and the utterly utter implacability of his ambition if i were not a spy for the house dress even then would i be safe could a loyalist be poisoned because of a not so innocent misjudgment the others must be thinking the same thing loyalists and spies alike while my mind whirled i could hear the prince's uh, voice addressing all assembled the poison acts quickly. If the antidote is not taken within one minute from now, there will be a death at the table. I couldn't decide whether I'd been poisoned or not. My stomach ached, but I remind myself that it might have been a result of sitting at a sumptuous banquet and not partaking. My heart shook in my chest, and, the bitter taste, uh, and a bitter taste-like t- uh, trauma root stung my lips. Again, was it fear or Poison. "'These are the last words you will hear if you are disloyal to me,' Prince Helseth said, still smiling that damned smile as he watched his advisors squirming in their seats. (laughs) "'Take the antidote and live.' "'Could I believe him? I thought of what I I knew of the prince and his character. Would he kill a self-confessed spy at his court, or would he rather send the vanquished back to their masters?' The prince was ruthless, but either possibility was within his manner. Surely the theatricality of this whole dinner was meant to be a pretense, a representation to instill fear. What, uh, what would my ancestors say if I joined them after sitting at a table, eventually dying of poison? What would they do if I took the antidote, confessing my allegiance to you and House Terez, and was similarly executed? And I confess I thought of what you might do to me, even if I was de- even after I was dead. I had grown so lightheaded and filled with my own thoughts I didn't see Burgess leap jump from his seat. I was only suddenly aware that he had a tureen in, the tureen in his hand and was gulping the, down the liquid within. There were guards all around, though I had never never noticed them entering. Burgess said Prince Helseth, still smiling, "Have you spent some time at Ghost Gate House Red? You didn't know, Burgess laughed sourly. No house. I reported to your stepsister, the Queen of Wayrest. I've always been in her employ. By Akatosh, you poisoned me because you thought I was working for some damnable dark elves? You're half right, the prince said. I didn't guess that uh, who you were working for or that you were even a spy, but you're wrong about me poisoning you. You poisoned yourself when you drank from the (laughs) Tureen.
1: All right. So, That's the way to do it.
2: You can see what I mean by just very, very much cutthroat and back. You know, like very, yeah. you know, very uh, harsh in how they handle things. Um, you know, uh, any any questions on health?
1: <laughs> this is how he lost the throne. How oh, he actually he lost the throne. Just imagine how she is. Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Oh no, I'm about to get onto her.
1: <laughs> his half sister. Wow.
2: Yeah. So his half sister is Elisana. And actually, if Ivarwin, you could take a moment. Oh, okay. You'll you'll bring up the loading screen in a moment. Oh yeah. Uh the the you know the young lady in the uh, in a, the Arwen two loading slot there that you can see.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, that's Elisana. Okay. Okay. Very innocent looking creature. Sure. Um, she is so betrothed her. to. She is betrothed at the uh, or trying to become betrothed at this point to Lord Woodborne. Um, apparently, you might swim faster if you dump all your gear, Barwin.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm doing the. uh, Wow. Okay, I didn't know they included anatomy. Um... <clears throat>
1: <laughs> oh, oh no, my. we have to our rating.
0: Well, there's there's a there's a thing, I suppose. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that happened.
0: Yeah, sure did. Oh God.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: this one's for Liz <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey guys I just um, implemented character portraits in Daggerfall Unity a while back <clears throat> and I had to put a flag in the uh, configuration innie, whether you wanted play a nudity or not because uh, for every person that will write to me and say hey you got to get rid of the nudity it's really bad I'll have another person write to me and say what the hell did you get rid of the nudity for so it's, uh, one of those no win situations <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, uh, there's that. So, <laughs> so
2: um, uh, Elisana is uh, at this point. She is trying to basically solidify a um, a betrothal with Lord Woodburn, who is actually the uh, the man who's responsible for pretty much everything that's going on with King Lassandus's ghost, um, and who you will eventually have to either kill or ruin. But she, herself, is, is just about as bad as, um, as, as her stepbrother. At, during, during the game, you will eventually be able to take quests from her. The first one is that she has a, um, a cloak that she would like you to give one of her suitors, uh, Chancellor. And when you go and give it to him, you, you actually have several ways that you can, can hand, uh, or there's... You can technically fail the quest and realize that you were just about to do something horrible, or you can complete it and realize that you just did something horrible. Because the, the coat is cursed that when someone puts it on, uh, it's going to summon a Daedra, which will then murder the wearer. Uh-huh. Oh, so, if you put it on, it summons the Daedra, and you've screwed up because well, you didn't deliver the uh, deliver the cloak. If you drop it off, it murders the Chancellor, and all of a sudden you've got his bodyguards chasing after you. So, and when you go back... (laughs) Well, here's here's the best part. If you're then stupid enough to go back to her and accept another quest, she sends you somewhere, and she's got a whole bunch of assassins waiting for you to arrive so that they can kill you. So... You know, this is this is a person that she screws you over once, and if you're stupid enough to go with for a second quest, she just outright tri- outright tries to murder you. Nice,
0: <laughs> nice lady, so, so innocent. Oh, yeah.
2: So then we get to the um, to the uh, you know the the sweetheart of the court, as it were. Uh, if you'll recall, at the top of the the stairway, there was the uh, woman in the. Red dress, red eyes, plunging, uh, plunging neckline. And yes, I remember that plunging neckline, yeah. Yeah, that's Morgaya, uh, Berenziah's daughter. And she stays out of, the, out of the court because she herself will actually become the queen of the Somerset Isles. And she arranges this by um, having you perform a task for her in delivering a letter to Manamarco, the King of Worms. <laughs> oh lord promising her him her first that's all it says in exchange for his help in the matter so she becomes the king of queen of of uh, the Somerset Isles ruling over the over the Altmer with an iron fist i hope um by dealing with the king of worms which is basically the perennial
0: villain for this series hmm so so uh maybe not so innocent then.
2: Oh far from, but she's at least she's not actively trying to murder people in the court.
1: <laughs> she wants to establish her own court first and then murder them all.
2: Apparently this was actually meant for a um to to be a spin-off for something that would happen in a later game. Um actually, just just second. Yeah, there, there was something I remember reading about uh that one point that they they had basically done that as a uh, foreshadowing for a later game plot but then they went to do Morrowind and i guess over time whatever they were planning on doing then became put on the wayside and they've moved on since then okay but so Mark, would... i have
1: a question then yeah, okay go ahead. so you've got the two siblings here Morgaya and the brother and we know that Karlaia Carolina. Is Baron Zaya's what? Grandchild or great grandchild? Um, so, uh, Carly- which-
2: yeah, it's great granddaughter, I think.
1: So which one does she come from? Do you remember? I would assume if it's the great
2: granddaughter, I would assume that it is likely uh, a child from Hellset, one of Helseth's kids.
1: Because, I mean, if they have to stay, you know, I mean. If the one goes on to rural Somerset, I mean, that's quite a distance to go back you know, up to Morrowind because and, the other one has, our Skyrim border is not unthought of that they would, you know, have the child and be out there. Yeah. Boy. Having Did trouble say, with the drowning? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think you're going to have to go back to town, buy some swimming, uh, some water-breathing potions and come back.
0: Yeah, I've been tr- trying to avoid that, but I, I think that's that's probably what's going to have to happen here. But um, I don't, do I console
3: have? command?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, hey, Gavin, is there a console command? To-
3: <laughs> <laughs> you've got to enable cheats in uh, z.cfg, uh, and then you can um, use your bracket, square bracket keys to zip around, find your um, your quest item, and get get the hell back out again. You, you've been unlucky. You picked a dungeon with lots of water in it. Bucket. I
0: I know. <laughs>
2: You don't have water breathing as a spell.
0: I have nothing. No well, you
2: hit use on your spell book. It might. Uh, y- usually, you start with at least a few.
0: You have no spells in your spell book.
2: Oh, never mind.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Looks like you're up the creek and have been drowning in it <laughs> <us>, quite literally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, such as such as gameplay here. Yes, um, such is Daggerfall, indeed. Yes. Um. M- Mark, how much uh, how much time do do we have left here? I mean, I don't want to go all the. Oh no way no,
2: t- no! I'm actually I'm we're actually closing the archives up. We're done so. for.
0: I, I'm I'm pretty much done. Okay. Um. So what I'll do is I'll just walk around as a strapping uh, red guard fella here. Um. Without my shirt and with a <laughs> skirt, and it'll be fun, and that'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so in, in Closing End or Summation Mark?
2: Uh, basically, you know, when you when you look at how uh, in this one game where you've got these little static sprites, they don't move, they, you know, if you click on them, they, they give you a little bit of text box saying, here, go do this. You then, when you actually really look at what's going on, you then have this hugely complex story, you know, uh, backstabbing and uh, interactions with them that, when everything is said and done, will have major ramifications for what happens in the future games. And that's just, again, this is part of the reason I just love this game. It's just impressive to look at it and see that type of thing going on. And, you, and you, you, if you just zip through things, you might not notice it, but it's there.
1: Yeah, good point. One thing that like I really love to see, like I remember when Baldur's Gate came out, uh, TSR released a series of novels associated with Baldur's Gate. And it was a first person perspective of your character. So they you know assigned this char- generic character and ran through the entire like concept of Baldur's Gate in novel form and uh, I really wish somebody like, would release a novel like Daggerfall so that, that uh, cool. you could, yeah. you know, if you're somebody like myself who's really interested in the story and the lore and everything else, but does not want to spend, you know, a ton of money on broken tables um, you <laughs> know, could enjoy the story without having all of the frustration
0: <laughs> Anything else, Mark? No, that's it all right, um, so let's uh, let's just tab over here to to the notes real quick, uh, so I can sort of uh, get myself in line with what's going on. And um, okay, that that seems to be that seems to be it. So we just want to remind everyone: the next episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record uh, will be Monday, November 9th at nine PM Eastern. And the next episode of Classic will be Monday, November sixteenth at 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back here in Daggerfall. Next week's going to be a great episode, guys, because Mark's going to be on that show. woo Hey! We're all going to be talking about uh, Orsinium. Mark's going to be there. We're going to have a good time. Uh, don't uh, don't forget, we record that live here at YouTube. YouTube.com slash Quest Gaming Network slash live. Please join us 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday, November 9th. Um, also, guys, I'm buying a house. Sweet, oh, found one? congratulations! Found one. Put down an offer. Wow! Everything is inspected. Looks good. Spoke to the seller today. She wants to move as fast as humanly possible. I think I might be a
1: homeowner by Christmas. Great!
2: That's- oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, exciting. congratulations,
1: man. So, are we having a, a homewarming party then? Uh, yeah. Let's let's. Uh... <laughs>
0: first thing I'm setting up is my (laughs) computers. Gavin, it's been a treat. It really has. Um, Thank you guys. I hope you had fun because I would love it. Totally. Did you really?
3: Yeah, absolutely. It was awesome hanging out with you lot. I really enjoyed it. I've never done anything like this before and it was really, really good fun. Thank you.
0: Well, we would love to have you back anytime. Um, I know we're going to be in Daggerfall for um, a couple of more episodes and uh, maybe, you know, in a, in a in a few weeks' time, before we close out our Daggerfall series, for now, maybe if you'd like to come back, we'd love to have you. I mean, it would really yeah, be go
3: for it. Just let me know. I'll
0: I'll hang out. You got it. Sounds good. All righty. Um. All right. So so um. So Mike, where can where can everyone hear our show and interact with us?
1: Where can you find us? Well, if you're like me and you like to listen at work, uh, we can be found at iTunes where you can download us to your phone, your iPod. Uh, If you're using an Android device, there's Stitcher Radio, uh, so you can download it there. Uh, If you're sitting at a computer, questgamingnetwork.com has a range of our old episodes, Uh, so if you want to see the videos, you can uh, watch us there. YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork. Live, join us live for our episodes. Find all of our past broadcasts. Uh, Find some of our sister shows. Uh, this is Elder Scrolls related, but maybe, you know, in the next, uh, what are we down to? What's today? Today's the fourth, uh, what, seven days, I think, is the big uh, release date for um, uh, Fallout 4. So, you know, our sister show, Fallout, off the record, uh, check them out. You know, get uh, prepared for the upcoming Fallout 4. Oh, yeah. Maybe you're a uh, Rift or a WoW fan, uh, check out those shows. And, you know, we can't get away without uh, hyping Liz's Dragon Age off the record where you can find out about who's romancing, who it's the soap opera of the year. Uh, go and see, uh, you know, who loves who and who's get, trying to get with who.
2: No, no, seriously, we can't get away without doing it. She will murder us. In our
1: <laughs> <team>. <laughs> She'll send the raging bull after us. I think
0: all of our latest episodes of all of our podcasts are going to be on quest network.com. Don't forget guys, we do have a Patreon. We would appreciate your support uh, financially. Uh, some very nice rewards with that, but uh, if uh, maybe Patreon is not uh, in your in your budget, and that's fine, uh, we would ask that you support us non financially either by doing an iTunes five star review, or maybe just going onto our website, registering on our website, talking on our forums, hanging out with us in TeamSpeak, uh, playing our video games on on dot com, checking out some other shows that we've got going on too. You know, uh, we've got Dota off the record as well as. Um, uh, the Immortal Online Podcast, uh, some some other shows that maybe you're uh, not so familiar with. They do a fantastic job. You should check that out, and uh, you know just just uh, interact with us as as much as you can. It's the best way to support us. Yeah. Um, Mark, we've got Twitter. Where can people like you know just do that thing, that Twitter thing?
2: Well, you know it. Uh, well. You can usually do it on Twitter, but if they're doing something with us, well, they can follow uh, Mike at KDRMickey. Uh, that's M I C K E Y. They can follow me at Carnegie Wolf. That's C A R N A G A N W O L F E. That's the name of my very first Daggerfall character. So there it is. Uh, you know, hence the name. Uh, I just want to know fa- how
1: you got a, a wolf into a sweater. great difficulty (laughs) (laughs) but uh
2: and you can follow you can follow varwin at Ivarwin that's e-v-a-r-w-y-n and you can follow our uh our elder scrolls shows on at elder scrolls otr
0: uh please uh give uh give our our guest here a follow and uh check out Everything going on with uh, Daggerfall Tools for Unity and Daggerfall for Unity at uh, was it Gavin Clayton right? That's G A
3: V I N. Uh, yeah, Gav G A V underscore Clayton C L A Y T O N.
0: Okay, and of course your your website is dfworkshop.net. Check it out, guys. Check it out. Good stuff. Um, time to say goodbye, everyone. Uh, we'll give you um, give the uh, the final word to to Gavin.
3: Guys, thanks for having me. It's been a real pleasure. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you all on Twitter and catching up sometime in the future as well. Thanks very much.
0: You got it. Pleasure is ours. Um, and uh, Mike and Mark, final, final thoughts.
1: Thank you very much, guys, for uh, showing up uh, tonight. And, uh, you know, have fun uh, with the new ESO, Rothgar. I'm keeping a tally. And uh, my character is keeping quite a bounty. So have oh. fun. I'll see you next week.
0: That's right.
2: And uh, and And Mark... Yeah no, it's great having you here, Gavin. Just yeah no, we'll have to have you go on uh, on again sometime in the future. Uh, Thanks, man. But oh yeah no, this is this has just been a blast uh, exploring the dungeon and you know like I remember spending so many hours just doing this, just looking for <laughs> what am I what am I trying to find? And okay, yep. I found it. How the how do I get it and get out? of <laughs> <laughs> So oh no, just uh, this has just been great. So. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to our next uh, our next podcast. I think we're we're gonna if you can get to level three, we're gonna try and get to this uh, to go visit Man Marco himself.
0: I'm gonna try and get my hands on a uh, potion of, of water breathing and uh, try and keep my clothes on while I do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big huge thanks to uh, to Gavin again. Thanks for coming. Thanks to uh, Mike and Mark for putting together yet another fantastic episode of Classic elder scrolls uh to our chat room thanks for for checking us out and for being here uh for those uh, on on youtube uh thank you for watching us on youtube please subscribe if you have not already Uh, our podcast listeners what would we do without you thanks so much for listening please do not forget to uh give us a five-star review on itunes if you believe we are deserving of such and you have not already with that everyone as always take care be safe and may the Be with you.